Newsroom was rocking yesterday, I got to tell you. It was a busy, busy day as we get the big provincial health care announcement that came down. And we were trying to figure out exactly what our take was on it. Everybody had a take. Plenty of opinion, as usual. A lot of it in negative. But, uh, hey, that's kind of the default on things. But now we need to hear from some of the people who will be directly affected. And joining us from the Alberta Medical Association is the president, Dr. Paul Parks. Paul, how uh, are you there. today? How are you doing? Doing, doing? doing well, thanks. I, I was uh, rocking pretty hard yesterday, too. It was a uh, pretty busy day for me, too. Yes, I'm sure you were. So, you, you know, when we get these announcements, especially in this particular area, I'm thinking, I wonder what Paul's thinking. Can you give us your thoughts on everything that came down yesterday? Yeah, you know, I mean, and I've had a chance to talk to a lot of members, and I think the biggest thing is, you know, this was just a, a structure that was announced. We we knew this was coming. The Premier ran on it, uh, you know, so this is a framework we found out about as the AMA, uh, you know, on Monday and, and started to kind of... Uh, have direct conversation with the minister and the government saying, listen, like, this is just the framework. This is a structure. If the goal is to make this so that primary care, continuing care, mental health care is better connected and better integrated with the hospital systems, then you, you have to have the experts. You have to have the physician's input on how to integrate these. And, and, and that's the only way that's going to work. So that, that's the piece we've been discussing with the minister and the government. Paul, I was going to ask if you got a heads up on this, but you're right. This did kind of come up in the election campaign. So I guess you're not terribly surprised by some of this stuff, are you? Well, you know, we didn't, we knew, we, I think every Albertan is something like this is coming. Uh, the AMA didn't know the details of the structure for sure, uh, that, that we found out on Monday. But, you know, one thing that I'm, I am optimistic about is the minister has said uh, that she understands that she needs, the, you know, the common thread between each of those organizations, other than the patient, of course. Of course, Albertans can go through all of those organizations, uh, even on the same day for some healthcare needs. So, uh, is but the physicians, the physicians are working in all those environments, and so the minister did say that she understands that, really at a high level, we we she needs the AMA and a co-design and and work to figure out how to operationalize and implement this, so it actually will work for Albertans. And I'll tell you one thing, I, the Premier said it, Minister Government and all Albertans, the last thing we want is, you know, more fragmentation, more bureaucrats, more red tape. That would be disastrous. And so we, we need to make sure that doesn't happen. So when I saw everything that came down yesterday, I'm like you, you know, let's see where we go here over the next few weeks, that type of thing. But breaking it, when you have a, a category where you're looking after mental health, where we've all been so concerned about and they've got these four cornerstones i kind of go okay well maybe we have to reconfigure a little bit what's your thoughts on that well i'll tell you i so i am you know my my regular job's an emergency physician right so i i live this every day in the emerge departments where we see you know people that are trying to access care in the community and 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 struggling to get that so they end up in the emergency department and same as in the acute care side uh, people are you know really struggling to access care there or once they have, for example, mental health, like you've said, and they've had acute mental health care and been in the hospital or have to transition back out of the community, those transitions, the continuity of care, the access block, those are real. We know that it, the way the system's working right now isn't working perfectly. So what we have an opportunity here now is say, listen, let's get the input 
and, and you know that local decision uh, making you know what local decision making is that's the physicians and the people that actually are doing this care let's get that inform the system and get this right let's use this as a chance to fix the pieces that aren't working uh, but if it's more fragmented if it's more separated if they come into my emerge and i don't know how to get that patient back out to the community or or into the hospital it'll be worse well let's stay with that for a second here things are much different in an emergency ward here in Edmonton that would be in Stetler. I'm just throwing that out there. So yep. by having, it's hard to have one one thing that fits all here. So I was a little encouraged by that. Were you, when you hear that they have to recognize that the rural areas and the cities might be considerably different? Oh, they absolutely are. And, and in fact, that's what we have to take into account. And I think, again, you know, Stetler is a great example. You, you may have a family physician in Stetler that, We'll do the primary care. We'll also take care of people that, you know, it could be the same patient doing the primary care. They're in a long-term care or, you know, continuing care facility. They have mental health needs and then they get sicker and need to go in the hospital. And it's one rural generalist, one physician that is doing all the care in those four different organizations. Uh, that's different than what would happen in, in Edmonton, for example. Uh, but the common thread there is that the physicians are the ones that would know what's the best way that these organizations would work for the journey for the patient. And, and again, I can't, I can't emphasize that enough that, that if we don't get that input and those insights of what it looks like in Settler, what it looks like in Edmonton or for me in Medicine Hat, down in the hat, and I'm right now up in Fort McMurray talking to lots of doctors and they have their own issues, that local input, that is, you can only get that from the physicians. That's the doctors. That's the healthcare workers, and that's what we got to get right. So a wild guess on my part. I'm assuming you had to charge your phone more than once yesterday because you're getting a lot of feedback from colleagues. What are you generally hearing? So the biggest thing hearing from many is, and I've been saying this, uh, you know, quite a, you know before this restructuring for the last couple of weeks, the the system's really tenuous. It really is struggling to provide safe and timely care for a lot of Albertans as it is right now. And so, you know, hearing back from my colleagues, they're saying, listen, however they restructure, whatever they do, whatever, whatever they do, they must get our input. They must get physician input. But even more critical than that is we have to do the hard work right now of stabilizing the system, you know, doing the work to, to make family medicine viable right now, invest in it, stabilize it, do the work to, you know, load level and, and address some of the people the uh, crisis and issues of overcrowding in the hospitals that if we don't do that right now there'll be no you know there won't be a workforce there won't be something to restructure we have to fix the the, the immediate things right now they were talking about two years to implement this i don't know if we can wait that long however if it means getting the proper consultation and the proper feedback it's probably not going to be as big a negative is there any red flag to that for you uh, no, I think any change is always disruptive. So, and in a complex system like the healthcare system, even small changes can be chaotic. So, so what I would say is that the fact that it's over a year, there are there are some things that we could really change a lot quicker around, you know, implementing local decision making and and getting the expertise from smaller community physicians up. We can do that quicker. Uh, but I, I do think the focus, and I think the minister and government understand that that the first. That the most important thing is stabilize what we have. You know, when we have trauma patients and someone's critically ill, the first thing we do is 
stop the bleeding. If we don't stop the bleeding, everything else we do uh, won't really help. So we need to stop the bleeding in, in our Alberta system right now of retain the physicians we have, support them, uh, help the hospitals, help help all of the system right now. And then, and then we can do the slow, um, informed, expert-driven kind of uh, system change. We've been hearing so much about what's going on in the Great Nuns Hospital and also the Royal Alex, where the ERs are absolutely super slammed right now. But we're also living in a city that hasn't seen a new hospital in 25 years. Is that going to be a key issue for you when speaking with the government? Absolutely discussing workforce and capacity. We've been discussing this over and over uh, with the minister recently, even too, because you're absolutely right. Like, you know, if Alberta is growing 10,000 people a month and we have a, a booming economy. We all want a booming economy in Alberta. Well, to have a healthy, booming uh, economy, you have to have a healthy workforce. You have to have a healthcare system to take care of those people. Um, so there's no question some of the biggest struggles we're facing with right now is 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 workforce, 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 and then capacity. And, and where is the, capa- the right capacity? Because some things that would help us is, is building some capacity in long-term care and continuing care so we can get those patients out of the hospitals that are waiting to get out there. But, but ultimately, yes, you know, looking at what is the capacity in our, in our cities and in our, our bigger areas is going to be a critical piece of it. Well, you see the Anthony Henday circles around the city of Edmonton, and it has already been jumped over. There's been a big hopscotch over the Anthony Henday in the south and southwest in particular in an area that they've been talking about a hospital for so long. That population base you talk about 25 years ago, the city might have been 200, 250,000 people smaller. It's just we've got to start to keep up. Oh, no question. And you mentioned the Grey Nuns and the Royal Alex. And, you know, just I don't want to single them out because to be to be really blunt, all of our hospitals in the Edmonton zone, as an example, are are 120, 130% over capacity. It just happens to be that nuns and the, and the Alex, for example, at some points were 150% capacity. And, and to really simplify that so everyone understands, is like if the hospital was built and had enough workforce for 100 patients on the ward, you know, in, you know, on a floor in wards, they have 150, and they're only staffed for 100 of them. Like, so all of our hospitals in the Edmonton zone are facing those kind of challenges. It just fluctuates uh as to as to how bad it is in each of the hospitals so capacity and workforce is truly a challenge before we let you go i just have to mention this as well we're still waiting for a cost and all this we haven't really been given a true figure that may take weeks who knows but what are you hearing anything i haven't i haven't heard anything about costing i know i know system changes can be expensive the again i think one of the things that I would just turn around saying is like, well, if we're going to spend any money, let's make sure we get the outcomes that we really, we really want. And I, I think Albertans out there, they want to be able to access a family physician in a, in, in a, you know, reasonable amount of time. And they want to be able to, when their loved one or themselves are really sick, they want to be able to get in the hospital and access the acute care in a reasonable amount of time. So if, if money is going to be spent to change the system and, and, and hopefully make it better, let's, let's make sure that's driven by outcomes, driven by what works best for Albertans and patients. Thanks for your time today. We've had you on twice in a week here, so uh, maybe we don't have to talk to you for a week or two here, okay? You know what? I'm always happy to come on. I, I'd be surprised if there's not more to talk oh, yeah. about in the next couple of weeks, but anytime. Okay, thanks, Paul. There Thanks, you go. Doug. There's the the main guy with the Alberta Medical Association, Doctor. Uh, he's the president, obviously. Doctor Paul Parks joining us right here on 6:30, Chad.